The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. The Explorers podcast is sponsored by RM Capital, a provider of specialist, small to mid-cap corporate advisory and boutique wealth management services. This is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perrow columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. We thought it was time that we uh, convinced the ever-bustling Tolga Kamova to put down the weights and close down his trading screens here in lockdown Melbourne to come onto the podcast and give us a feel for what he's thinking and what he's been doing in the junior mining space. Now, we know Tolga is itching to break free from the lockdowns and resume his passion for tracking down and monitoring his investments wherever they may be. And according to his social media posts, he's planning to kick back as soon as he can on a big bird with a Bloody Mary in hand and visit Canada and his grandparents in Turkey. So it's a big hi to his grandparents in Turkey from Garen Perro. But it's Tolga's planned visit to Canada that has got Garen Perro intrigued. So let's get going. G'day, Tolga. Welcome to the podcast. Okay, Barry. Mate, Barry, before we start, I've got a question for you. Yes. <laughs> uh, how many years have you been writing and analysing projects in the junior mining space. So going back to before the age. Before the, oh, before the age, yeah, I was at the Financial Review and I had a stint at the Oz, so it would be, I hate to say this, Tiger, it's coming up to 40 years. 40 years. Mm. 40 years. You'd think I'd know what I was talking about by now, but... Yeah, no, I actually, one of these podcasts, what I want to do is actually me interview you. Oh, I reckon the amount of information that you have going to... The history, the knowledge of the people, the projects would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, we were chatting before we started. The, the one guy we should get on uh, is our old friend Richard Morrow from, uh, well, it was Bailey's. What is it now? Um, uh, he's at Ord Ord is, Yeah, Ords, yeah. who uh, has 40 years plus experience and been a big supporter of the junior space over the years. He would be a, a real gem, wouldn't he? Mate, he's only the chairman of the Melbourne Mining Club. He'd be all right. That's true. That's true. All right. Might, I think you might, might know a little bit. He does. Now, Canada. Uh, yeah. I, I can think of warmer climates to visit later uh, once we're set free, hopefully at any rate. So why Canada? And just before you answer, I noticed that no less than BHP and Andrew Twiggy Forest are having a shootout over there over a nickel explorer called Norant with the uh, bidding at $500 million plus and rising. So why Canada? Yeah, well... It's just opportunity. You go where the opportunity is. Um, and I'm I'm watching that that takeover stash between Twiggy and, and BHP with a little bit of interest, or a lot of interest, I should say. Um, yeah. The the Narant project is right up northern Ontario, so it's a little bit, a lot further up north than where Aston is. And Aston's, obviously, I'm executive chairman of Aston. Um, and we're drilling some nickel targets there right now. They're in the middle of a drilling program. Okay. Um, the reason why I'm excited about this program is there's been historical work done on the era, and it was done in the 70s. So there's, there's quite a number of holes, not a number of holes, but a, a couple of holes that were put into this very large structure. The structure is like five kilometres long, 500 metres to a kilometre and a half wide. goes down, we can map it down to 800 metres. It's just a big mag target. Um 
And the historical work says that there's there's nickel and cobalt and PGEs there. Um, it's just understanding where the best, the highest grade portions are going to be. That the mm -hmm. the shallowest portions is um. It's not just um uh, a big disseminated structure. It's all there's also opportunity for massive sulfide intersections there as well. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a deposit just to the south. It's just off our boundary. Um, and I found a couple intercepts from that. It's called the Sothman deposit. And uh, the one hit that I found, which was 73 meters at 0.5% nickel, mm. and then and that was disseminated. And then there's an intercept I found um, where it was going about four or five meters at 5% nickel with PGEs and copper and the rest of it. So that's interesting. And we're drilling that right now. But effectively, you, when you're we're getting that for free. We didn't really understand all that. We weren't really looking for it at the start of um, the project exploration process. Uh, I was going to say, because uh, Aston, of course, uh, code ASO, trading at 14.5 cents for a market cap of 138 mil, is best known in this market uh, for the Edelston Gold Project. Yeah, no. So we drilled, we drilled 56 holes so far. Um, mm -hmm. This is at Edelston, uh, obviously, yeah. Yeah, Edelston and, uh, and this area called Sorolla. So between Edelston and Sorolla, they're all along, along the same trend about – a kilometre, kilometre and a half apart. Um, there's a lot of historical holes that have been drilled in Edelston, and we're just basically following all those up and trying to extend that resource. But a kilometre to the east, there's a, a, an area called which we've called Sorolla. Um, Sorolla, we've been drilling for the last three weeks, and almost every hole we've drilled is hit visible gold over a 500 metre width. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, we're, we're really excited. We're, we're trying to understand if it's a stacked load. The, the geologists are saying it's, it's a multi-stacked um, structure which feeds with high-grade depth. Um, mm. But it's interesting. It's not like we, we've drilled these holes and it's not like we picked the best spot by chance to hit VG in almost all the holes. So it's going to be interesting to see what that turns into. Uh, VG, for those who don't know, visible gold, which is what yeah, you want to say. <laughs> Yeah. There's also a whole lot of visible gold holes in the um, in the Edelston main area. There was a, there was one section where we hit, I think it was, it was sprinkled over 35 meters of, of visible gold. So it was, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what these um, results when they eventually turn up from the labs come up with. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, it's it's a gold play, but this this nickel target and the hits that are just south of our boundary um, obviously make it very interesting. Yeah. In the same part of the world, I saw some uh, results from Valor Resources, uh, code VAL, trading at uh, 1.1 cent. Um, some spectacular rock chip uh, uh, results, uh, uranium of up to 60%, along with silver and rare earths and just about any other metal you could name. Uh, is that one you follow? Yeah, well... I'm a substantial shareholder and I've got a, got a few. Yeah, shows, so I follow it more than most then, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, originally I put the project into the, the vehicle once upon a time, but um, I wasn't expecting this. And usually, like, I, I'd hate to say it, I don't really pay that much attention to rock chips. I mean, usually you use it mm -hmm. as a good indicator of, yep. of what's what might be there. Mm -hmm. um, but when you got 50, what is it, 59% um, uranium and you're getting a rare earth up to 5% in the same rock and 15 or 14% lead, um, you, and you know, 400, 500 grams of silver, you start asking some questions. I'm just trying to understand what this is. And I, I've honestly, I've been looking for, uh, to find similar deposits and I just can't find one. 
Yeah. I did a bit of a like a, a search live on not search, but looking at different projects in the Athabasca, which this is um you've got next gen, which is I think it's two million tons at four percent uranium. Um and that's not a big footprint. That's a very, very small footprint. So trying to understand what this means, what these, you know, 50%, 60% rock chips mean. Um, they've been taken from surface. So you don't need a big structure. If only if it was a couple, even if it was a couple hundred meters long, yep. then if not even, I'm assuming it's not going to be 50% grade, but if it was closer to somewhere between five and 10, you're going to, you're going to be, yeah, it's going to be a very exciting project, especially mm. when uranium um, is heating up as a sector. Now, of course, it's in the Athabasca Basin, home to uh, more than 20% of the world's high-grade uranium resources. The thing that yep. jumped out at me, though, was the, the rare earths count, um, and I could under, I could see why it would uh, excite uh, Valor's uh, MD, George Bork, who's, of course, got a rare earths background. Yeah, no, he's, um, it is exciting. It's really, you know, and just this battery thematic, the energy thematic, these minerals playing in straight into in that space. So once he starts drilling later on this year, um, it's going to get very, very exciting very quickly, I suspect. Yeah. Um, Talking about battery thematic, have you, you got an EV yet? Have I got an EV? I've ordered one. Yeah, what do you order? I've ordered a, well, I went and ordered the, the ridiculous one. The, um, I ordered, this is me being silly, 2017, Elon Musk went and presented a that the um, initial Tesla Roadster. Yeah. So it's going to be like their supercar model. Um, and then they did this thing where he um, ordered, organized, well, has a, a founder's edition, which was a SpaceX edition is what they call it, and they're making a 1,000 of these. So I bought one of those. Um, so I paid for it up front. What I really should have done is just gone and bought Tesla shares with that money. <laughs> Um, and I would have been in a much better position, just putting it out there. Um, Does it come in any colour you want? Uh, yeah, no, so at some point they'll call me up and I'll have to design it, but I think at this point I'm just happy to get one if it ever comes. Mm, okay. Uh, I was just going to say uh, an area of concern for me in the junior space is the uh, the gold stocks. There's kind of a almost lackluster feel to them. doesn't matter what the gold price is doing. Uh, I know the gold hasn't done... It's holding in nice and strong at around 1,800. But one thing I have noticed, the African producers uh, listed here like Perseus and West African resources have actually been the star performance because of their low cost of production. Just wondering, have you got anything on the go in Africa that might be interesting? Yeah, I'm on the board of African Gold, um, which is like a 15 to $20 million explorer. It's uh, got a project called Didevi, um, and... We released some results the other week, and I was a little bit surprised, to be honest. And I'll, I'll go through some of the numbers in this thing. It's it hits like eighty three at three point three, eighty nine at three grams, seventeen at six point three grams, seventeen at five point four grams, forty three meters at four point three, thirty seven meters at seven point seven. And I had people start basically that renouncing these kind of big structure numbers. They're getting, so it's going to have a decent. Or, um, at some point, we'll have a serious resource on it. Yeah, and. I literally just watched and this is open in every direction. So it's one and a half Ks by one Ks and it's not closed off anywhere. Um, but I had all these people actually selling the stock. And I was like, why? Why are these people aggressively selling? And um, I spoke to a couple of people that did sell and they're just like, oh, we'll just wait for the placement. And I, I, I was like, okay, you're going to wait for a placement. So number one, 
if you've sold the stock, we're probably not going to give you placement as a, as a board. Number two, what we've done historically is um, where if a company, our companies did need funding, we're going to support them. So historically, we've done rights issues. So you need to be shareholder to be involved anyway. Hmm. Um, and then they're like, I'm like, well, if you're not, if you, if we did do a placement, I don't know if you understand the climate right now, but any company that goes to raise, effectively just gets monstered and everyone gets basically pulled down to hardly any allocation at all anyway. Yeah. So mm. I found that interesting, which was kind of strange for me, but um, it is what it is. But the, the, the angle for this project, more specifically um, with that deposit and those type of grades, is just to the east of us is Agbau, which right. was on, mm. on Ornacre. And so there's 5 million tonnes of processing capacity right there. And Agbau, I think it's about 2 million tonnes of processing capacity of that. And um, they're, they're running out of ore. Um, mid to late next year. Okay. So this project would fit right in high grade. Um, yes, yeah, straight into that mill pretty okay. easily if it wasn't a standalone operation. So at the very least, we know we can. We're going to sell this. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. order them, but regardless, we think we're we're onto something. So it's that's pretty mm. exciting. And yeah, like you said, low cost. Yeah. Um, and if the plant's already there waiting for it and it doesn't have any more feed, then. It's going to be a cheap, uh, cheaper process to get into operations. For sure. Now, the code there is uh, one of those trendy ones, A1G. Last time I looked, 18 cents for a market cap of about $16 million. So if the Ivory Coast gold has an appeal for you, there's one to uh, have a look at. Now, um, before we come back home and have a look at some of the, the local plays, I was just wondering... We've talked in the past about Alderan, AL8. I noticed it's down to 5.1 cents. What's going on? Oh, man. This has been like a thought in my side. I'm fun. <laughs> it's, it's been, it's one of those ones that just I can't go away from. And I've, I don't even know how much money I've spent drilling holes looking for copper porphyries. Um, and it's not just this, it's been in. In Brazil, it's been everywhere. I've, I've, I've spent a lot of money, and this one specifically, I've, I've invested a lot of money. Um, and every single time, the target looks better than the last time. So um, Alderan started its life off with a gentleman by the name of Chris Wanless, who was the managing director at that, that time. They had these projects called Frisco, um, Southern Utah. You know, they've got this big dream of finding another Bingham Canyon. Um, Ended up farming that out to Rio Tinto. Rio Tinto's been drilling that license. So that's that's basically joint venture to them. The company then got a new MD, Pete Williams, who put together a package in Det- called Detroit. Um, drilled a couple of holes, but didn't really raise enough to raise enough money to drill them to target them properly. Um, and then the managing director changes again. So now it's got Scott. Scott's um background is ex- he was GM of exploration for Rio Tinto. Um, and he's he's approached us and said, "Look, this is what I think I, I've got here. Um, need some money." So this is the I don't know the fifth time I'm, I'm I think the fifth time I'm financing this another copper porphyry drill program with ALA. But it's always and I've been through this in my life. It's always the last one, you know. You don't mm-hmm. want to not be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's drilling a, a large copper porphyry target. Starts in September. Um, there's lots of gold um, on the periphery, which is typical of these types of systems. So there's, there'll be gold deposits associated with it. Um, there's been a hole that's been drilled close to the target, which started getting anomalous numbers, but wasn't in the actual target. Yeah. So, yeah, they drilled that in September. 
Um, just another roll of the dice, you know. It's expiration. This is the game we play. Exactly. Is Rio continuing with the JV? Yeah, it's still doing work. They're going through mm-hmm. the process together. Um, but I mean, you know, Rio, when you joint venture approaches out to them, they're, they're a bit slower yeah. than than Take what the explorer would be. Wish me some luck, Barry. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you're, you're due at, at Alrayan, I think. Um, I've been waiting a while. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> now, uh, let's come back home to Australia for a while. Uh, one that's uh, the manganese space in WA seems to be uh, pumping, uh, jumping around. Um, and I know you've got an interest in uh, Firebird Metals, FRB, trading at 54 cents. Um, yeah, Australia. I do. Um I do have interest in FRB. These guys have a resource. That's so 64 million tonnes at 10%. They're drilling right now to extend that um, and do infill and finding other deposits close in, on, the, on those licences, um, which is coming up quite successful. There was an announcement this morning that said um, that they were hitting pretty good grade and pretty good thicknesses, so it's perfect mining um, thicknesses and grades. So it's, it's coming up trumps there. Um, They've got their ore sorting and the met work to be to come through, but looking at the pictures of the core, it looks like they'll um that shouldn't be too much of an issue. It looks like it's quite banded, so it's easy to um, liberate right. the ore from the um from the waste rock. The, the main reason I kind of the easier reason to, to to look at this project is um you just do a comparison to E25. Yeah. Um E25's got a three hundred million dollar market cap. Mm-hmm. and they're up and they're operating and they've done all the work. So the process to get FRB from where it is right now into production and profitably is um is a tried and true process. Mm-hmm. So, and their market cap, uh, as you speak, I think is about $25, $30 million. That's where you got E25 sitting at $300 million. Um, so it's effectively just a matter of time mm-hmm. before they, um, before they just, it's a matter of them doing the work. And it is EV thematic. It is manganese. It does go into batteries. Hmm. Interesting thing about uh, manganese, its main use still, of course, is uh, a bit like nickel, actually, is uh, still uh, steel. But apparently um, it cannot be recycled. When you recycle steel, you lose the, the manganese. So that main uh, consumption use will go on forever, regardless of what happens in the battery space anyway. So... I'm still a bull EV, Barry. I'm still a bull. <laughs> oh, oh, we all are. We all are. Um, I don't think I'll be uh, trading in the uh, Hyundai just yet, though. Um, <laughs> now, I feel awful bagging the uh, gold explorers earlier. There must be one in WA that's uh, got some near-term interest. Any Anything that uh, you're looking at? Mate, oh, to be honest, if you want to talk gold explorers, WA, I can give you – everyone I know can probably talk to about four or five different stocks they like. Yeah. Um I will talk about one though. One's that um basically been waiting for the drill program to begin is um is Raiden and it's right next to DeGray. Okay. The, the, uh, so it's up in the Pilbara. Mm-hmm. Um it's on the Burger Shear. It's thirty five Ks from from that structure, from the hemi structure, um, from the hemi deposit. So it's mm-hmm. it's close, it's in the right neck of the woods. The intrusives are all mapped out, the guys I think they again. I think they put a release out this morning saying that they're um that all the permitting has been approved now, so the program of works have been put through and and um sometime in the next couple of months they'll start putting holes in this thing. Another one of those ones, you know, just nick fingers crossed. 
only takes one hole. Yeah, that's that's this is this is this is important, Barry, for people to know. Like um, you can any one of these pro these little explorers, you can't write them off. You just never know. Mm. You never know. Like you well, don't know how much nature's worked. To grace a classic example, um, what was it? What are we going back now? 16, 18 months ago, it was a thirty million stock, possibly. Yep. Now it's a billion dollars plus, with six or seven million ounces in resource and um, expectations. It will end up at ten or fifteen million ounces, if not more. Yeah, I, got ten, I think there's ten rigs on it. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, Raiden's in the same part of the world, same geological structure, same theory same about intrusive uh, related gold. Okay. Yeah, as long as you, as close as you can get to a. What do, they, what do they call them? Neurology play, as you possibly can. Okay, I just just looked it up there. Trading at two point four cents for a market cap, according to Comsec, of uh, thirty million dollars. So yeah, lots of leverage to uh, hitting something special. So fingers yeah. crossed there. They've also got those European assets as well. That I'm sure they'll do something with it at some point. It's a nice way of classifying assets. Just calling them European. <laughs> what yeah. European well, what? Bulgaria. I got Bulgarian copper gold projects. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's not my travel itinerary just yet, but um, oh, who knows? Happy to go. Happy to go anywhere at this point. <laughs> yeah, very true. All right, Tolga, we've run out of time, so remember to uh, post often should you escape Melbourne before too long. So thanks for your time today. Much appreciated. So we'll catch up soon. Cheers. All right, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone.